Start the music, Chad. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Rogo Tours Podcast. My name is Chad Durham. Jacob Hampton. I'm Eric Wood. And we are here to talk about one of the most applauded and lauded and critically acclaimed movies so far of 2023, which is Celine Song's Past Lives, distributed by A24. Uh, many would say A24 does not miss. In fact, we're mulling doing a little like top five A24 movies, in fact, which might be a fun one coming up. Um, but here today, we're here to talk about uh, Past Lives. Um, which is a movie that is uh, probably 75% of the uh, exchanges are in Korean, I think. Maybe maybe closer to 50, but I think it's a little more. Um, and just very briefly is about uh, two friends who live in Korea, and then when they are about 12, um, and, and they're a male and a female friend, when they're about 12, uh, the little girl's family immigrates to the United States, and they had like a crush on each other and stuff, so it's a little bit sad. But then over the next 24 years, they only um, really check in with each other uh, a, a few select times, if you will. Uh, I read a review, I, I wish I could take credit for this, that called it a compressed before trilogy, which you can go back and listen to us talking about the before trilogy in an earlier episode. Richard Linklater's uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy starring trilogy of movies that uh, I think most of us, the three of us, would put up with some of the best trilogies of all time. Um, this is like a, a, a much rushed, and uh, rushed sounds bad, sorry, compressed, uh, that was a good word, version of that as they show them when they're 12 and then they show them approximately 12 years later when they kind of catch up for a little while and then they show them approximately 12 years after that. Uh, so I guess these are mini spoilers, but it's kind of the structure of the movie. Uh, when they see each other in person, for the first time since they since they were 12. So we're just going to kind of talk about it for a little while here. Some of our reactions, we haven't talked a ton about it uh, off mic, if you will. Um, so we're going to kind of share some of our thoughts and reactions on the performances, the writing. Is this a movie um, that should be lauded and, and critically acclaimed? And ultimately, like, what would we rate it or, or review it? And if, if we see it getting some uh, Oscar nominations. So... Gentlemen, an hour and 45 minutes, and I do think that it lends itself very well to that time frame. I think it, it the pace of it really is, as we were just briefly talking before, it, it seems like it just kind of flows, but I also think it's very meticulous in the structure of those the time. And I, I'm pro the movie, but I'm pro past lives <laughs> to quote start the there. Princess and yeah. the Frog. <laughs> I'm for it. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, some of you follow us like on Instagram and stuff. And I, the other day I did a, hey, I'm going to stay the whole day at the movies. And I saw Elemental and then I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And then I saw Past Lives. And they all flew for me. Elemental was partially because I fell asleep for part of it. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot better than I thought. And Dial of Destiny moved really fast. But so did Past Lives, weirdly. And it's not paced fast. It is not meant to be processed quickly. But I was so compelled that the time passed very quickly for me. And as some of it was that structure, you get kind of like, oh, and now they're this, and you're kind of processing where they're at in life and kind of their circumstance and how they're interacting with each other. And then you process the new stuff at the end. So I think that was part of it, but excuse me. But I think there can be a tendency with a movie like this to have it be really long. So like we're trying to cover like this. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really great, both the writing and the directing from Celine Song. 
um, because it, it felt like it lasted exactly what it needed to last to get across all that it needed to. Yeah. I, um, it's funny because you mentioned it's distributed by A24, and I feel like with A24 movies, you know, they're always interesting in some like way, right? Or, or, you know, unique. So going into this, I knew the general premise, but I'm like, what's going to be A24 about it? Because you could make a very like, I don't know, just very straightforward, you know, sentimental movie about this topic. Um, and have that come off in a very, you know, expected way. And so I think for me, what what was a 24 or, or just like kind of off the beaten path about this movie was the the like stillness and deliberately slow pacing, which I, I didn't expect it to be quite as slow as it was. But I, I do agree with uh, it sounds like both of you still thought that that pacing worked well. And I agree. I, I think it, it really gives you the time to to uh, to process a bit as the movie goes, though. This was when I. I I definitely did most of my processing after the fact, after getting the full picture. Um, but it is it is slow. It's not very. Um, there's very few elements of it where it takes you from A to B to C in terms of of plot elements, and it is more just painting a picture of what their their lives look at uh, look like in each stage that it portrays. But for me, that worked, and I, I think it all builds up to a very emotional conclusion by the end. Yeah, I. I feel like no matter what, no matter what people's lives are like, no matter how great their lives are, uh, no matter how satisfied they are with their love life, their romantic life, um, their job, where they live, any of that, there's still a relevance here to this movie. Um, and 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 I don't know. Like I'm sure for some people, there's a lot more resonance because they're thinking, questioning choices that they made earlier in their lives. But I think even if you're someone who comes in and like, I feel secure with everything I have, I'm so grateful for my life, that there's still echoes of small things in the movie and it makes you think about like, oh, people that were in your life for a little while or for a long while or where you went this way or where you went that way. Um, and, and one thing it really shares with the Before trilogy is a lot of it is built on, on dialogue yeah. and talking. And you said stillness. Like the, the Before movies are mostly in real time. This is obviously not because it jumps a lot. Um, but within, you, you get a sense of almost real time within each of the things because of how long they let pauses last. And, yeah. and real conversations happen where they are also processing in real time just like we are, um, their emotions. And they let, they let uh, the characters be very honest with each other too. And, and in the third one, especially when you have three characters instead of two, suddenly, which is what the movie opens with, by the way, before it flashes back is someone trying to figure out these three characters, which I thought was a particularly fun touch oh, yeah. in a movie that's very like serious and, and somber and stuff. It was kind of fun to start it that way. Um, sorry, uh, uh, but they, they, um, there's a real-time aspect to those conversations of, yeah. of not feeling like they're trying to get something across because the screenplay says so, yeah. which I really liked. Agreed. Yeah, it's more like, um, yeah, scenes and conversations where, yeah, rather than the purpose uh, being to like, yeah, move the plot forward, the purpose is to to just sit with the characters and let you let you process. And I found it almost, uh, to me, it was almost to the point that the movie was less about these specific characters and trying to get us attached to them as individuals but almost to me it felt almost more like an exercise in asking those questions of like what could have been and the characters being more stand-in for that and that's not a criticism but i'm curious if you guys felt uh, similar at all like did you feel invested in those individual characters and their story specifically interesting or 
or more like what I said? I, I think it know. allows, it allows, I think that's one of the things that the Celine song does well is she allows it to both be a story, but then it's your interpretation, how you're interpreting the story. Because I think it's like Chad mentioned earlier, it's accessible on some level to a lot of, you know, dealing with these relationships, having relationships, um, you know, good, bad, all the in-between. And I think she gives you a lens where she's letting you follow this, this pair at different times and different stages. And then there's that reflection on your own life at this stage, at that stage, sure. and, and how, how would you deal with that? And I think that's really the key to what is really fun about the film is it's how you're processing it. It's almost like a shared experience versus just watching yeah. the plot structurally go forward. I would say, I know this is a cop-out, Jake, because I thought that was a beautiful question. I, I feel, I, I felt both. Mm -hmm. And I know that that doesn't, you know, that's a, a cheap way to answer the question. But like I did, I did care about them because mm -hmm. I thought, I mostly, it felt, uh, uh, the, character, the, story. the character played by Greta Lee, whose name is Nora, she feels more like the main character to me. Yeah. And I think she's supposed to. I didn't mean to say like For that sure. was some surprise. <laughs> she's supposed out. to see her more. I'm going to make shout the out argument. To, <laughs> shout out to Nora from A Doll's House, where that's coming from. Is well. that where it's coming I'm from? Pretty, yeah, from my understanding. Awesome. That's a little um, there. She's like the main character, uh, obviously, because it's mostly from her perspective when you see them get back in touch both times. Mm -hmm. Um and so I feel like I did a lot of time process what she was going through. But then you have the third character who comes in in the final one. And and that one more opened it up to feeling like, I don't know, like I'm a pretty self-conscious guy. Me. I am. And so that one was more in the third story was where I had a lot more of like, okay, I've been thought. And I still care about you guys, but now I'm starting to think about my own life. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like... Mm. Oh yeah, do do people just accept a thing because I'm just there? And I'm not talking about like specific romantic relationships or anything. I'm just saying like behaviors. As one who's very self-conscious, I found myself relating a lot to the character played by John Magara too. Right. He's um, also getting some buzz on that. I yeah, they're all very good. It's a, lots of subtle stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister, great friend of the podcast, Krista, um, she saw it before me and she talked about how she cried, and I I I cried as well. Um, there's a scene at the very, very end where a character on screen is crying and that, that teared Same, me up. Yeah. But there was an earlier one where the two surprising characters are talking to each other, not the two main characters. That also made me tear up. Hmm. And I think it had to do because I was, I was watching a lot through the eyes of that character at that point, John, mm -hmm. John Magaro. And, mm -hmm. and I do like, I do like the honesty of, of, um, I do like the honesty of all the conversations. I think yeah. that they, they did a really good job of, a, of also letting the characters accept each other being honest and knowing that that's not always what we want to hear and it, and it throws things for a loop, but we can process. And, I think the way, the way that that's explored too with that John character uh, being as warm in going through the experiences yeah. because I don't think that's always the natural i think that's how some people would interpret it but i think a lot of people there's there's an offense level there's like your hair's prickling up and you're not but could you also feel his unease i think he does a yeah, good job of that because he is warm yeah. i'm not disagreeing at all i think but he, he has to play tell. a lot of layers of like i'm into this not so into this yeah. right but, but this is where we're at this, and this is, is where we're at yeah. and i'm gonna deal with it like a good human being can processing and hoping for the best and mm -hmm. right because he has a decision to make as whether he's going to let it um yeah affect his marriage they are married right or is yeah. it part of the thing that they're not no, they're no, not. no they're oh yeah because of the green card okay yeah, yeah um 
So yeah, I think, and that that is portrayed beautifully by by Don Magaro. You can yeah. feel. I think I, I agree. You can feel the internal struggle. So subtle. It's one of those performances yeah. where it it's definitely worthy of accolades, but will it get like it's so? Well, and I I do want to go into that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, will it? Because a lot of people are like, oh, it's one of the best picture um, mm-hmm. forerunners. I I did want to say. Um, Oh shoot! Now I'm gonna lose it. I apologize. Uh, Are you looking for actor names or what? No. Yeah, I should probably edit this out. I'll I'll jump into. (laughs) I'll jump into the the general story as it goes along. A lot of the stuff. Go go. I'll I'll hold on to it. (laughs) A lot of the stuff almost seems like. I don't know that I'd want to see a movie about this. Like conversations, dialogue. Right. uh, Even like. There's a portion of it where they're communicating via devices, like it's Skype calls. Yeah. So that, I don't want to see that in general. That's not something right, you want to right. sign up for. But it's engaging enough that you're like you're with them. And you, yeah, and I thought, you it, are I thought it ended thought, up working. Pretty I thought well. that. Yeah, I thought that was really an interesting piece in the way it was presented. Yeah. I, what I was gonna say is, and and I really liked as I brought it up a million times already the comparison to the Richard Linklater trilogy because it does a lot of similar things well. And one of them is revealing like things that happen through dialogue that sounds real. Uh, meaning we jump 12 years and you don't need to know everything that happened in the 12 yeah. years. And the movie doesn't want you to know everything that happened, but it does want you to understand key things. And they can do a really good job of it never feeling like someone's kicking in a line because the audience needed to know something. It's smart. It's, it's really, really smart. like there were a couple times, especially when you get to the third one and you don't, okay, how'd we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think they do, they do a really good job of like revealing, but in ways that felt very organic mm-hmm. in dialogue. I thought that's what I meant to say earlier when I was like, when I lost it, mm-hmm. um, a, 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 a big tribute to the writing. And I think that's one of the things Oscar wise is like, I think if they snub it for best picture, I think it, I think you can see Celine Song getting a, a screenplay nomination yeah. as like the consolation prize, Ugh. which I hope won't be the case. I don't, think, mm-hmm. I don't think they can snub it, man. I think, but it's it's so early too. I know, and it's a quiet movie. It is. Yeah, so that really that to me seems why it could get snubbed. But like, what's interesting to well, I I guess first I have a question. Have, do you uh, do you guys have other people in your lives that have seen it and like that you've talked about it with? Just my sister. Okay, because I actually, I was planning, I was of course aware of it, um, uh, being the uh, A24 and just like Metacritic snob that I am, like seeing buzz about this movie ahead of time. Um, I was looking forward to it, but my parents actually saw it before I did, like, and they just brought it up at dinner. Like, they're like, oh, we saw this movie called Past Lives and we really liked it. And after seeing it, that was really interesting to me just because like, my parents are tired people. <laughs> like, they go to movies most weeks, so they see a lot of stuff, but like, if something doesn't like, pull them in, they're, they're like falling asleep in movies sometimes so especially my dad shout out to you dad if you do ever hear this but um i so after seeing the movie and knowing they had really liked it i guess i was just like oh that's really because i i went in expecting like this is probably going to be pretty slow and i'm still here for that ride but i guess i just liked hearing that like for my parents they like kept them enraptured the whole time so i was just curious outside i guess of people like who are going to be into this because it's an a24 movie and because or you know or because there's oscar buzz whatever it is like if if uh, just the average moviegoer goes and sits down to see this. Is it too slow for them? Is it right. going to be painful? For I want to give a shout out to the Hamptons as well. <laughs> uh, just because years ago when I lived much closer to Jake's parents, we used to see them at the movies yeah, a yeah. lot on the weekend, which I, I think I brought up here before. And I'm super glad to hear they're still going to movies all the time. Oh, yeah, they yeah. are. And they love past lives. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, all I was going to say is that before I saw it, so I, I, I mentioned I saw it on my day, I saw a lot. 
and some of my family was going to come with me, and they ended up not coming. Chase, my son Chase saw Transformers with me. Sad for him that that's the only one he got to see out of the whole day. Before that, I saw yeah. He wanted to see Past Lives, but he and his girlfriend saw a different movie um, earlier. But um, my wife had contemplated coming to see Past Lives, and she said, "Will I like it?" Before I saw it. And I was like, I don't know how to answer that because I'm not sure. And she's like, okay. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, no, I think you'd like it. I, I think there's a universality to it that even though there's a, a, a lot of melancholy in it, a lot of bittersweetness, so much of that reaching out, like you said, almost like stand-ins for like everyone. Yeah. Not just romantic, but any sort of relationships and stuff can be interpreted through this kind of lens that, I'm, that Celine Song is giving us. I thought like, oh, yeah, there aren't many people who are willing to sit down and yeah, watch a deliberately paced movie who, who I think would not find some connection. Like I told her, like, oh yeah, you should watch it once, once nice. you get a chance. Mm-hmm. But she has not seen it yet. But again, my sister, like, she was like, it's gorgeous. I've been thinking about it you know, forever. Yeah. I don't know how it did at the theater. It seemed like it st- stuck around a little longer than um, I necessarily anticipated. I don't know. I, I felt like it took a while to get it released, get it here, but once it... Once yeah, at least it stayed a little while longer than I. Than I guess I that's that's part of what I was getting at with my question is like, is this something that would have strong word of mouth power? And I don't know because it is it's a small movie overall, right? That yeah. like most people aren't going to hear about unless someone raves about it to them. But right, it made short of ten million. Okay, but I can't find. They used to have the budget really easy to find on here, and now they don't. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, I, so I was just trying to find what its budget was, but I, I'm just on my phone and I haven't been able to yet find it. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure it didn't cost that much, mm-hmm. right? But it, but it only made nine point four million, okay. which obviously is pretty small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, if it only that's... cost a million, then right, great. But it does seem like it got a relatively wide release. Like yeah. I was able to see it, like the closest theater to me. You know, it's it's not like one that required traveling. Yeah, yeah, because sure. it was limited or anything. So. Do we think it's done then? I guess it, this is this kind of its run. Well, and it, does it, it, have it left the theater for... the next day when I saw it. Oh, really? That's part okay. of the reason I went that day. But mm-hmm. I also saw it in the middle of the day at 3 o'clock. Okay. And there were like, it's not like it was full. It was not at all full. But there were like 12 people in there. Okay. And I was like, hey, 12 people on a movie that's at the end of its run that's at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. Like, yeah. People are seeing it. Right. You know, not, not a ton, but people are seeing it. Mm-hmm. So it does. It does feel like it's probably going to go to streaming sometime soon. Yeah, and it's just a style of movie that the average moviegoer just is. I mean, I know we talked about Jeff Hampton. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, shout out to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I think if the average moviegoer goes, but you have it has to. I think it, most of the time, ninety percent of the times, from someone telling them you got to go see it, or yeah. unless they're already a movie lover. Unless there's someone who listens to the Rogo Tours podcast, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just one of those that seems like it will always stay in a small circle, regardless. I know, but which I, I guess, don't want. Yeah, and if but if it's on streaming soon and there's continual Oscar buzz, hopefully it's one that that people will continue to check out. Yeah, from the comfort of home. So when I was doing my daily, my one day movies, uh, someone who was following along just, uh, uh, I think it was Gabe Rayburn, I think. I hope so. If, if I'm wrong, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, ask me to rank them. Ask okay. me to rate them. Excuse me. And so I was rating as I went. So I don't, I don't, uh, Letterboxd says, you know, five stars, but I just did them all out of 10. And I put nine and a half out of 10. Nice. I, I really liked past lives. Were you guys, in, in system, I don't care. You can grade it. You can do five star. I don't care. Are you guys, are you that high on it? Do you feel like 
this is a five star, four and a half star movie, or is this more like, oh, that was solid, but it doesn't quite transcend into masterpiece territory? Um, I'm there on the like the five out of five thing. Um, I I think I was like I had heard it was like an emotional, you know, powerhouse or whatever going into it. So I think I was a little bit taken aback at first by just how slow and deliberate it was and and what that kind of emotional impact was by the end but i think for me it was a movie that the longer i thought about it afterwards the more that it improved um just as i processed it so i would say walking out of theater i was i was in more like four 4.5 out of five but then the dwelling on it um gave me a five nice yeah pretty similar i would i would i uh i think the accolades are worth it lives up to the hype of it it's worth investing some time in and checking out and then yeah, it's one of those movies that'll it'll stay with you in some form or fashion in processing the story, but whether it's the story that you're watching and viewing or the one that's connected to you and yeah, I think it's it's worth a watch. So one last question. Last year around this time, we did a similar one one quick episode about uh, everything everywhere all at once. And at the end we talked about like will it get a best picture nomination? And as I recall, and I haven't listened to the episode in a while, but we were very hopeful, but cynical. Yeah, we were like, that's not mm-hmm. going to I don't think yeah. a movie like mm-hmm. this can, can get Sustained nominations. Stuff. Obviously a very different movie from Past Lives. Mm-hmm. So if you were put on the spot right now, and it's like, put $10 down, which we're not going to do, uh, will it get a Best Picture nomination? I feel like there are usually one to two slots for movies like this in the Best Picture lineup. For like something that's really pretty like artsy and quiet, like I'm talking about slots for like Power of the Dog or... Um, women Talking? Women Talking, like yeah, like that kind of thing. So I think if there's not too much competition for other movies like this, it probably has a spot in, out, yeah, in Best Picture. But not knowing exactly what the rest of the year is going to look like, sure. I think it could be kicked out pretty easily. But the acclaim and esteem for it is just like really, really, high. Really, really high. I just don't know how well that translates necessarily to Oscar nominations. Right. Yeah. And it seems like it depends on the on the year. Because you could could we compare something not in theme, but something like the other John Magara movie that you love, First Cow. Yeah. Um, which is a twenty four as yeah. well, correct? Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people at this time were saying, oh man, and it wasn't even in the conversation. Oh, uh, yeah. But I don't know that it had as much acclaim here. I don't think so. Because it wasn't as mainstream indie as, as yeah. Past Lives is. Like there was a little more, it was even, maybe even quieter, maybe even more subtle in its story. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just, I guess that just came into my mind right now. Like, oh yeah, I remember everyone was saying that was one of the best of the year. And, and then it wasn't even really, not really in the conversation at the time that it came around. Yeah. What do you think? I think I think it makes it into the conversation, whether it's a contender on actually winning, I don't know. Right. But I do think that it's strong enough to merit consideration in those slots that we're talking about. Any anything else? Any other categories? Because like I said it. screenplay. I'd like to see yeah, yeah, screenplay for sure. That's the one I feel more even stronger S- about. Supporting Yeah, I'm, what, what about Greta Lee and Tao Yu? Like Will they get love? Or is it too is it too quiet? With I them? think Greta, yes. Greta possibly, and maybe John Magaro, maybe maybe John, yeah, I think John, yes. Um, it would be score. weird if he was the only one, just because he's the white dude in the I know, that would be weird. So I hope she gets one. Yeah. The score, oh, Chris would have been so mad at me. I'm so glad you brought yeah. it up. She and I talked about how great the score is. Gorgeous. Was. 
but really subtle. And I was bringing it up in this context because I think it might be too subtle, maybe to get like a best original score nomination. But I'd love to see it there if it, if it got there as well. Yeah, good one. Me too. And I, I think if it had a lot of buzz, then you could see. I I don't think the cinematography is necessarily one that usually gets talked about. But if it becomes one that has a lot behind it, yeah, that's maybe the only other category where I feel like someone might. Hey, you know, it's pretty subtle. But. Yeah. Ultimately, though, I guess, yeah, if we do see this in the Oscars, I do see it being, even if it, it gets into Best Picture nomination, I, I see it being the kind that gets, like, only two or three nominations right. overall and not being, like, a sweeps yeah. type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Directing, we didn't even mention. That'd be cool. Yeah. But, That'd be really cool. Yeah, unlikely. So, yeah, it's a great one that hopefully we'll be streaming sometime soon. It, it has left most theaters, especially by the time you listen to this recording. It probably won't be very many places, but keep your eyes out, um, especially if you did like the Before Trilogy. If you have not seen Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy and you listen to our old episode and you listen to this episode, you should also go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> or go listen to that and then watch it, whatever, whatever you want. You can choose the order. Um, yeah, we, with Dead Reckoning uh, has come out. Just another shout out, too, if you, we ranked the Mission Impossible movies four or five years ago, Jake and I, you can hear some of our rankings there. And, and hopefully next up, um, we might do a ranking of A24, maybe maybe visit Indiana Jones, or take stock of the year so far type of thing. Um, but that'll be in the works over the next month or so. Um, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.